Hi, it's the car guy, the fat man, the Africanized honeybee, the killer bee, the car guy blog 05 at gmail.com guy, at 05 car on Twitter, at 05 car on Instagram, at 05 car on Facebook. Please remember that this content was originally recorded as YouTube content, so you will often hear me refer to pictures or videos. Um, I have tried to edit it down to make it suitable for podcast use and avoid areas where we would just be watching video. But sometimes you will hear references to photos or videos, and just please ignore those. I hope you enjoy my content, and if you do like it, feel free to check me out on social media or on YouTube. Thanks. It's the Africanized honeybee, the killer bee, the car guy. Um, recording tonight from a hotel room because the power is out at my home due to a snowstorm. So I'm on the backup laptop and the headset so the audio might sound a little different please bear with me uh with me as not always but most of the time is my fabulous co-host may hey may sup friends i hope you have your bread and your milk uh <laughs> no but I, I do i do have liquor and i did eat dinner before the power went out so hey unfortunately i was uploading the last few episodes to youtube and that crashed of course even though it was uploading from the laptop once the modem went out, that was that. Right. Uh, the dishwasher was running a cycle, so that's up. Notification said that the power was back on just a few minutes ago, but I don't even know if the thermostat's set right, so I got to go back over there and check the thermostat and make sure the pipes don't freeze tonight. Yeah, because um, that's, that's not cool at all. No, we're going to jump right in. We're going to talk about my old friend, the buzzer, my yellow 240SX. So, um, Memories. as you know, I purchased that car in uh, when I, after I moved out to the Midwest. I was there for a year with just the Stinger, and the Stinger uh, with the roll cage and everything. It was not street legal in the state I left, but I was able to register it as a as a street vehicle in the state I lived in. But obviously, with the roll cage on the racing seat, I was not going to drive it every day. So it sat parked. And I wanted another 240 to drive, you know, quote unquote road car to drive. I found one for sale in many, uh, not Minneapolis, Minnesota, in Rochester, Minnesota. It was a young doctor who was at the Mayo Clinic doing his residency. And he was selling it because he was a Florida guy and he didn't think he could do anything with the 240 in Minnesota. So I got it for a good price in February of 2006. It was a 1996 model. Uh, had roughly 135,000 miles on it. Tinted windows, but was otherwise stock. It was that funky pearl blue color that basically looks purple. I think it's called blue sapphire or some weird uh, Nissan paint code. It had a little bit of front bumper damage where maybe it had hit a parking berm or a post or something, but otherwise, was a good condition, leaking a little oil, but um, automatic transmission, hard roof, uh, SE option package, but no ABS and no um, VSLD. VLS, what is VSLD? LSD, excuse me. Viscous limited slip differential. Um, oh, that sounds real like classroom learning tech. Uh, no, words it makes, for like short slippery. version is it makes both rear wheels spin at the same speed when you're on the gas, although it does allow them to spin at different speeds when you're going around a corner. Got it. It's, it's limited slip. 
Um, but I bought it because it was a hard roof 240SX and it had not been molested. Um, this was 2006 and the drifting craze was just starting to just starting to get going good. And so people were one overpaying for 240s and B crashing 240s a lot. So the population of good cars started to decline rapidly. But I was very happy to get this car and I drove it. Um, I took it to its to its very first HPBE that spring, in fact, up in Blackhawk Farms, and we've talked about that. And then I took it on sidebar. So this is what happens when all your data and information is on your computer at home. That's a desktop and has no power and you're in a hotel room using your laptop and trying to recall everything from memory. I did actually go out to the Battle of the Imports at Route 66 Raceway in Joliet, Illinois on June 3rd, 2006 for Import Drag Racing Day. Um, I was in the 16 and over bracket class, won in the first round, lost in the second round. The main thing I remember is how much fun it was doing burnouts in a car with an automatic transmission. But um, I hung out a little while and then headed back home because Joliet was only an hour and a half from where I was living at the time. So I didn't have any intention on staying the rest of the day since I wasn't going to win anything. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. I guess I didn't take it out again until about spring of 2007 or summer 2007. And it, uh, well, let's put it this way. At that point, I had stripped the paint off of it and started repainting it because I decided I was going to have one car that go fast, which was my flat black caged out, gutted out stinger that was, you know, pretty fast as a normally aspirated 240SX goes, but didn't look like much because the sunroof had been patched with sheet metal and um, it was a flat black spray can paint job and just looked kind of rough. Ooh, like it's seen better day. Yes. Yeah, so the the yellow car, what bit more the purple car, what was to become the, the buzzer, the plan was to make that car the mirror image. It would be yellow with black wheels where the other car was black with yellow wheels. And it would basically be my photo car. It'd be the pretty one that I used for pictures and stuff. And then I'd have the fast one. So that was the plan. One fast and one pretty and use them um, as necessary in an alternating fashion. Well, that was the plan at least. So I started- I was gonna say that sounds like a good plan. Well, I started stripping the paint off of it. I had moved to a, a new apartment that had indoor parking or not an apartment, a duplex where I could park the Stinger and the buzzer indoors. And so I started stripping the paint off the buzzer. Uh, I sanded it. I bought a, a good uh, orbital sander at the local hardware store and I started grinding the paint off of it and then I painted it primer gray and it did a HPDE in its primer gray colors we were back at Autobahn Country Club I believe that was the north course that time and um, I'll never forget that because I got I got pulled off the track I got a mechanic I got a meatball flag which is your car has a mechanical issue please pull over womp womp my car did not have a mechanical issue uh, because the car had been leaking oil from the transmission from the seals uh, because it was old. All that oil was up under the bottom of the car and as I was making laps and the 
the exhaust was getting hot, it was generating smoke. So there was a light, so it wasn't heavy smoke, like the car was leaking, but it was just, it was a smoke from the oil that was already accumulated under the car being cooked. So the the way to fix that was I went to a a car wash and blasted the underside of the car with the jet sprayers for a little while. And I got most of the oil out from under there. So that, that cleared up that problem. Um, the I spent the rest of the summer of 2007 and most of 2008 painting that car and I know that sounds like a long time to be painting a car but I can explain all that so I started mm-hmm. stripping it in the summer and I was going to paint it with the uh, Duplicolor Duplicolor had this by the court lacquer paint that you can get at like AutoZone and, and uh, what's that other place Advanced Auto and you, you buy it by the court. It was pre-mixed. All you had to do basically was shake it, pour it in the sprayer, and start spraying. Great for a guy like me who has never painted a car before and was going to have to put some muscle, some elbow grease into it. Uh, unfortunately, there were some requirements to painting a car indoors. One, it was a three-car garage, and I had a neighbor in there. Uh, the upstairs tenant in my duplex parked her car in there, so I had to park. I had to paint around her being home. Um, Two, it's the Midwest, which means it's hot and humid and rainy in the summer. So there's a period in the summer where you can't paint because the humidity is too high. Right. And then there, it, then fall comes around and you can do something. But then winter comes and it's too cold to paint. So I had this right. window. I had this little teeny tiny window where I could paint for a couple of weeks. And I painted the car and it looked horrible. So I had to sand it. I didn't sand all the yellow paint off of it, but I sanded it down almost almost to the primer again and then I had to wait for winter and then I had to wait through another wet spring and then when summer came around and then we got to where or late spring where it was dry but not excessively hot I was finally able to finish the clear finish the color coat wet sand it clear coat it wet sand the clear coat buff it get it all nice and pretty and get the decals on it so by late summer 2008, I was ready to start taking pictures. Uh, then the next year, so in the spring of 2009, I relocated about 150 miles. And I went and did an HPDE at Road America in April of 2009. And that was an unmitigated disaster because of cold and rain and me leaving the track in my pretty yellow car with the big B on the hood. And... Um, going out of turn 14 at Road America out to the gravel and getting stuck. We had the warm-up lap and then when we came back around they were waving the green flag and I stepped on the gas and the car went left. It went right. I caught it. It did not loop. It did not pirouette. I caught it and I left the racetrack pointed the right direction but I did leave the racetrack and go out into the gravel and got stuck in the gravel and that was that. Um, But we got it out of the gravel and we did finish the HPDE that day and uh, the track photographer did get a lovely shot of me with the mud streaked on one of my tires as I was coming around uh, one of the corners there at Road America. So by that time, I was taking other photos in the buzzer, and I was getting some uh, University of Iowa. She looked like an aerobics instructor. And uh, might so have been. Who knows? I had uh, I had Stinger. I had Buzzers Angels. I had the, the three ladies doing the power pose in front of the car. It's actually a great photo. It'll. It'll show on the scroll here in a second. Um, 
there was the car wash girl that that was kind of skanky looking. I, I probably should have took those pictures. Hard summer of 2009 came around, and I went back to Redline Time Attack. And that time I had to take the buzzer because the stinger was out of action. Um, one of the things that happened right before I right before I changed jobs there and relocated, I had the stinger halfway apart to put it uh, to install a turbocharger on the engine and put on some new rear brakes and new suspension and some other stuff. And predictably, I would get hired for a new job while I have my car in pieces. Um, <laughs> Funny how I, that works. So I took the I took the buzzer out to back out to Illinois to Audubon Country Club for the Redline Time Attack in July of uh, July, summer of 2009, and another unmitigated disaster because that car, being a stock 1996 240SX with an open differential and an automatic transmission could not generate lap times that were sufficient for an event like Redline Time Attack. While I was in Iowa, I did use the buzzer for a daily driver for a little while. Uh, that first winter, though, it got stuck in the snow and I decided I couldn't do that anymore. Thereafter, I had a winter car, which was a Ford Expedition. But that meant that the because of my limited parking situation there, the buzzer went into storage every winter which is actually pretty a pretty cool deal. I pay like 150 bucks and I would put it in in November and I would get it back out in April and it stayed indoors. Uh, the, the, the location wasn't uh, climate controlled per se, but at least it was indoors and dry. And, um, you know, I'd park it, disconnect the battery and put a car cover over it. And then when April came in, came around, I'd go get it, uh, reconnect the battery, take the cover off and drive it home great oh wow but in the fall of 2012 after driving it all summer with the timing chain rattling and saying hmm, i should probably fix that but i'll wait till spring i drove it one last time it was a sunday november 11th yep veterans day um and the timing chain failed uh-oh and my engine went kablooey Right on Interstate 380 in Iowa, and uh, I called the tow truck to come get me, and he told me home, and or actually he told me to the Nissan dealership in town there, and I ended up selling that car to one of the technicians at the dealership because my landlady would not let me have the third car on the, on the uh, rental the property. property I was living in, and it was a disabled vehicle. I couldn't park it on the street because I have to move it every 48 hours to get a ticket. Right. So I let it go, and that was a sad, sad day because I had gotten that car. You know, I had the low, I had the B logo, I had the matching T-shirts, which you own a couple of those now. Um, I had the matching T-shirts for the B logo that was on the hood. So I had the whole, the whole little setup. I had the website. It was a whole thing. Everything it was a whole thing. I had a website, a blog, a car. It all went together. Matching T-shirts. It was all a thing, and it all went away. But. Um, that's how these things go sometimes and that car was never really meant to be a track car it was only supposed to be a spare body in case I wrecked the stinger so it served its purpose and I let it go for what I paid for it I got more than my money's worth out of it and I got a little pocket change back when I sold it so hey that's all that matters I can't be upset about that thank you for watching cocktails and crankshafts if you enjoy my content, please like, share, and subscribe. Be sure to hit the bell icon, and we'll see you soon with new content.